Hello out there and welcome to another episode of VK Office Hours. I am Kevin Vela, Vela Keller. Thanks for joining us today. VK Office Hours is a podcast that we offer. We try and do it once a week, sometimes more, sometimes less. But it's just a way for us to discuss small business and startup issues with our clients and anyone else out there who, uh, who has the patience or, or interest to listen. You can access the VK Office Hours podcast on iTunes at Vela Keller or online, www.velakeller.com, and then click on News and Events, and you will see uh, the VK Office Hours podcast uh, linked to our blog. Now, with me today, we have a real treat. Uh, in studio, call it studio, the VK podcast room, is Dory Pickle of Creative Pickle. Welcome, Dory. Thank you. Dory is a creative designer, and she has been working with Vela Keller since our inception. They are responsible for every piece of creative material that comes out of this office or that's associated with the firm. They do it from the branding of the logo to the letterhead to the business cards to the website to our annual reports. If you haven't seen our annual report slideshow presentations on the website, you should definitely go and check those out. Just immensely talented. We refer everyone we can down there. We love working with them. We're very proud and very protective of our brand and and really Dory and her team down at Creative Pickle are responsible for this. Now, Dory runs her own small business, and I want to talk to her about what it was like setting up that small business. So let's start, Dory. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you came to run your own small business? Okay. Uh, well, I started out of college in the dot-com boom in Austin, which was fast and furious. And um, toward the end of the dot-com boom, toward the beginning of the, uh, the bust in April of 2000 when the NASDAQ fell, um, our web agency that I was working for at the time merged with a more traditional ad agency. We were just kind of consumed by them to kind of take, take shelter from the storm. And um, the, the cultures of a web or tech company and a more traditional ad agency are really kind of at odds with each other. The people, the culture was very awkward and um, kind of a rift between the techies and the non-techies. And um, so I started my own agency. I, well, it was just me freelancing on the side, doing graphic design and getting some of my own experience. Um, but the, the culture was kind of strange. And after a while, um, I decided to take the plunge. And I come from a long line of entrepreneurs and um, people kind of branching out doing their own thing. And it seemed kind of natural to me. And I also wanted to um, not only be able to direct the creative and, and um, have hands-on creative you know, insights and, and be able to have those juices flowing, but also have some say in the management and, and you know, um, be able to manage the flow and the, the speed of projects. And um, so it was really just me for several years. It was just, I saw it more as a freelance gig and it was great to get experience. I learned a lot during those years. Um, I was really young and uh, thought I had, you know, I had a good eye for design and it was, it was a lot of fun, but I was learning a lot about business in, in addition to design. Now, I think, Dory, a lot of people out there listening, like I talk to entrepreneurs and people want to start their own businesses all the time. And that one of the most uh, frequent questions I hear is, well, when is the right time? Mm -hmm. Right? How do I know when the right time is? So you said that you were working for a firm, but you started doing some things on the side. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Did they know about this? Was this allowed? Yeah. Um, I was asked to sign a non-compete when the companies merged. Um, and I didn't sign it. 
um, I, with the advice of my sister, who's a corporate attorney. Uh, it See, was there is use for attorneys <laughs> there out there. Are, there's a great use for attorneys, <laughs> right. especially if you're related to them. <laughs> um, so she said that the non-compete was really, really exclusive mm-hmm. and, that, you know, it, it was uh, not to be signed unless there was a million dollars on the table. Good. So um, I didn't sign it. Um, they did know that I was, you know, playing around with graphic design on the side. Um but I was—I I don't think that they saw me as any sort of particular threat. Okay, so how long after that did it turn into, you know, until it turned into something that you thought, okay, I can do this for the time being? And at that time, did you think this is a long-term solution? Or if not, at what point in time did you think, okay, this is a real business. I'm going to do this full time. You know, I saw it as a freelance sort of extra income, kind of scraping by. Let's see how, you know, how I can do for a while. For several years, it was just um, uh, it was a, a fun project, and I was growing a lot and learning a lot in terms of how to manage the the income and how to pay sales tax and things like that. Um, but I, I really didn't see it as a business until my husband joined in 2007. And when he joined, um, we were actually having – I remember the day. We were having a meeting at our kitchen table and talking about uh, this or that, and, and I was talking about – uh, freelance, and we were using the words like freelance and contracts and things like that. And he said, you know, I really think we need to just start thinking of ourselves and talking about ourselves as a company. And I, my initial response was, that's stupid. I, I don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I never had seen it that way. It was just me doing my thing, and it was fun, and people seemed to like it. But I didn't see myself that way. And honestly, we had a really pretty um, short but intense conversation about it. And he was totally right on. And ev- from that moment forward, we were a company. And we talked about ourselves that way, and it became that that way. And I think that a lot of um, your image and a lot of um, the confidence people have in you is directly related to how you present yourself. You know, I want to take this opportunity to make a point on that because I com- agree with you completely. Sometimes I get entrepreneurs in here, a lot of creatives or designers who are doing things on their own, they're doing things freelance, and they might be making more than they were making before as a contractor, as a freelance, but it's not really a company. And sometimes I encourage them, they say, look, I think you just might need to pay the money and incorporate your LLC to prove to yourself. Let's go get a business card with this LLC name on mm-hmm. it. Let's go out to the world and show people that, yes, this is a real legitimate company. Honestly, not a whole lot's going to change mm-hmm. in what you're doing. There might be a few more formalities or whatnot, but it's just the the internal knowledge that you have and the way that you project yourself and you know, I hear a lot of people who own a company by themselves refer to themselves as we, mm-hmm. right? We, we the company, we the company. And I think that's great because it is. You know, companies are are, are organizations. They are treated like a person in that they can enter into contracts. They can sue and be sued. They can have profits and losses. Mm-hmm. I mean, companies are, for the most part, real organizations, real, uh, you know, real things as the, the way we think about people or think about persons or, you know, anyone working for themselves. So I think taking that plunge is a big deal. So let's get back to that. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, your husband, Ben, who I've known and worked with for years and, and love his work, was Ben already working with you? Or at what point in time did he say, okay, I'm going to leave my job yeah. and come here as well? He had um, been kind of consulting, and I'd been seeking his input and advice for those first five or six years. And he had been weighing in, and when I had any sort of dilemma with maybe a contractor or something, he would – you know, he would really help me out. So he was more of like a car- consultant. Um, and then when he, it was, I think, in uh, February or 
uh, January, February of 2007. Um, his job, the, the management was really poor and he, was, he saw the writing on the wall. It was probably going to go under the next six months to a year. So he um, decided to leave. And we really just, I mean, we just kind of had faith in our own ability to uh, manage ourselves. And we had just bought a house and had a, a baby and, you know, it wasn't ideal timing. But at the same time, you only live once and we're not in it to be miserable. We wanted to have fun and have flexibility and be in charge of our own lives. And every day since then, we have been so excited and grateful that we made that decision because, um, man, I mean, staying in a job that you hate for the best years of your life and then showing that to your children, I mean, there's just, there's no point in that. You know, the timing's never right. I mean, no, it's the right timing's when you never make right. right. Okay, let me ask you this. So for anyone out there who is thinking about entering into a relationship, into a business relationship with their significant other, <laughs> yeah. or maybe a very close friend or whatnot, what advice do you have for them? My advice would be it does not work for everyone. Most people I know who've ventured down that road, it doesn't really work out that well. Um, so I think if you're, if it's really your spouse, um, man, you have to have a really solid respect for each other, and um, you have to, uh, you know, I think you have to have kind of separate roles. If you're stepping on each other's toes and you're maybe working on something that they're working on, th that can be really, um, you know, frustrating and, and lead to arguments. Um, I think that having other people around and having other people involved is really key mm -hmm. because, you know, um, it's less personal then. And um, as long as your roles are really clearly defined and you really respect the other person, um, I think you're good to go. The main thing, though, really, the, the meat of it is you both have to be really good at what you do. Because if one person's slacking off mm -hmm. and off, you know, watching TV while they're supposed to be working or something, or, or they just don't do a very good job, they're just not super good at what they do, then there's going to be an imbalance there and there's going to be resent, and then that carries over into your personal life. Um, in our case, fortunately, I'm really good at what I do and he's really good at what he does, and w I would be horrible at what he does and he vice versa. So we really respect each other's work and we really need each other's work. So in that regard, uh, it works out really well. We have fun together. Okay, tell me about an obstacle or a difficulty or an issue that you didn't foresee that comes with running a small business. Oh, man. Um, you know, one of the major obstacles that we continually have is how to, um, how to manage workflow in terms of uh, things getting too busy. So one of the major, you know, things that people have to, the, the trade-off when you work for yourself versus a big company is no one's putting a check in your bank every two weeks mm -hmm. reliably. You have to come up with that money yourself. And so the, the trade-off for that is you get to be in charge of your own life. And if I need to go to my kid's soccer game at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, then that's where I'm going to be. Um, so I get to arrange my own time, and I have the power over, you know, my own choices and what I'm going to be involved in. Um, but, you know, I think that when one of the obstacles we have is we tend to be really busy. And so if I take on and commit, overcommit my team, then we're all very stressed out, and everyone is kind of operating at this level that we really don't want to be at. Um, so I've learned to, you know, 
when you own your own business, you want to say yes to everything because you never know when you're not gonna when you may or may not get that next call. Um, so I've I've really learned to be very selective, and uh, if if a client relationship is not working out and they have no intention of paying me or they're just really really difficult to work with and they seem to hate the whole project then we make some recommendations and move on um, or you know if there's a project that comes our way that just seems less than ideal I mean I think I've become kind of an expert at red flags you have to be that way when you have a small business um, because if you don't these red flags will consume mm -hmm. you or poison your whole environment so um, kind of identifying those red flags and hopefully navigating and managing the time flow, you know, not over committing your team. That's been a really big hurdle. What's been some surprises? I and mean, I think when people go to work for themselves, there's a certain expectation about managing your schedule and not having to report to anyone. And I think most people understand or expect those sort of positives. What's mm -hmm. something maybe unexpected that you didn't know that you really enjoy about running your own business? Oh, uh, two things come to mind that I really enjoy about it. One is um, I really, really enjoy my clients, you know. And the funny thing is the rest of my team doesn't really even know our clients. They know about them, and they know who they are in terms of branding and content message, things like that. But they don't know the people. Um, and one of my biggest jobs is to know my clients and get to know them and have fun with them. And, you know, I have all these phone relationships with people all over the country that I've never met. And we have very specific dynamics, and it's very personal, and it's just really fun, you know. So that's something I never really expected. I always, before, when I was younger and just starting out, I kind of saw that as a chore. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, here's my client. They're going to pay me. Here's what I'm going to do. I want to make them happy. But now I really emotionally and personally care for my clients a lot. I really want them to do really well, especially when they're a new company and they're an entrepreneur and they're just starting out. I'm so excited for them. So I really want to do a good job so that they can, you know, have a great face to show to the world and they can really succeed. And it's so fun to see them build their businesses, you know. So that's something I didn't really expect. Okay, you said there was two things. The other thing I love about uh, being in charge of my own time is um, being able to work remotely and travel. And this summer we spent a month in Colorado and um, we managed to totally keep up with our projects and, and have meetings and manage our uh, team remotely. And it was challenging for sure, um, but we uh, made it work and it was really fun. It was totally worth it. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming by, Dory. We appreciate all of your candid responses and all your insight here. Thanks if for having me. Sure, sure. For anyone who has any questions, feel free to email us, podcast at VelaKeller.com. Again, that's podcast at VelaKeller.com or follow us on Twitter at VelaKeller. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back soon with another one.